the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the CIT studios, here's the original Man of Steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. CIT providing customized technology with individualized smart banking solutions for homeowner associations. Whether it's online banking, fast and simple, financing for that special HOA project, you can always turn to and trust CIT. CIT member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. And want to say hello to the man making it happen uh, this week back at this station. Uh, Spencer, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing great as well. Uh, Spencer, are you a big, uh, you know, right now we've got the Minnesota State Fair going on. Are you a big Minnesota State Fair goer? I am. Traditionally, we grew up. Uh, I was a morning we always went in the morning, got done with the afternoon crowd, and was able to to relax after that. So yes, I look forward to it each and every year. And you and you prefer going in the morning? Yes, it's uh, it's better that way. I feel like it's free flowing, L- less crowded. Yes, uh, there. Um, as I have, I have one friend who says, uh, "You want to get there before all the selfish people do." And <laughs> so, uh, what's one of your favorite things uh, to do at the fair? Uh, I like the vendors. I kind of okay. see what's new. The tr- the same old each year, like the grandstands. I like to go in there and their uh, venues, and so it's it's interesting to see what's all new each okay. and every year. There's got to be a, a favorite food or two that uh, is a must-have for you when you go to the fair. Oh, pork chop on a stick, absolutely. The pork chop. Okay, all right. I was uh, looking uh, uh, at the the news that was on uh, Channel Four. And uh, the day before the the fair, they were um, interviewing a woman by the name of Ginger Johnson from Apple Valley. She has the distinction of being the first person in line. She'll be she was the first person to enter the Minnesota State Fair, and uh, to do that, she went at 11 p.m. the night before just standing in line, just so she could say, I was the first person in the fair. That's kind of, that, that's kind of a, a big deal for her. She goes every day. There are a lot of people that go every day. Have you heard about people like that? 
No, I would be drained of savings <laughs> by the third well, day. Yeah. Well, for other people, they've said that they they go every day of the fair. They take that off as their vacation, and that is their uh, that's their big expense in uh, trying out uh, the new foods and the new displays. Well, if you are listening to our show and you're on the way to the Minnesota State Fair, hope you have a a, a great time at the Great Minnesota Get Together. But with that being said, let's get started. We've got a, a show that's packed with some really great stuff, and let's begin with property management in the news. Our first story in property management in the news, we're told, is a very tragic story about a senior citizen community. They're dealing with skyrocketing HOA assessments. Homeowners uh, show up but not allowed to attend their HOA board meeting to share their concerns. There was chaos uh, in the moment. Tempers flared. We were told that elderly people were flung around by big bodyguards like rag dolls. Homeowners, as a result, are forced to sell their homes because they can't afford to live there. What is really going on? Well, let's listen to this story reported about a week ago on NBC News 6, Miami, Florida. Spencer, please play the audio. Tensions ran high during a meeting at Century Village in Pembroke Pines. Homeowners told that they need to maybe pay more in fees, a decision that's forcing some residents to put their homes up for sale. NBC6 reporter Laura Rodriguez has the story. Unit owners are furious. Hundreds showed up to the community meeting hoping to get an explanation as to the monthly fee increases, but many left without answers. Chaos outside the Century Village Pembroke Pines Clubhouse after dozens of residents say they were not allowed inside for the community insurance meeting. They say, oh, it's overcrowded, so you're going to go inside, and they start closing the door. So they want to go inside, but they don't allow to go nobody inside, and we're talking about really, really old people. Unit owners were invited to attend the meeting for an update on an increase in monthly fees. This email from Century Village to residents announces unit owners will be paying an additional $100 to $200 per month due to skyrocketing insurance premiums. The email states they may also have a special assessment. So now we're over, we're over $700 a month that we're paying in just in HOE fees, and they've got to kick it up to $1,000 a month. We have no choice. We have to sell. I'm, as a matter of fact, I just put my place on the market just about 10 minutes ago. Tensions were so high that more than a dozen Pembroke Pines police officers responded to the clubhouse. The department says no injuries were reported. One security guy, and he was he was one of the supervisors there. He's a real, I mean, he's a big guy. And he grabbed this little old man and picked him up and threw him out into the street like he was a rag doll. I couldn't believe it. 
Most of the residents living in the 55 and older community are retired and say they simply cannot afford it. As it stands, some are just trying to make ends meet. They don't have no plan B. They have hardly, hardly making living every month to see how to buy food, how to do this and how to do that. Oh, we're going to Panama. I'm getting out of the country. <laughs> We did reach out to Century Village Pembroke Pines for a comment, but they told me they did not have a statement and to call police. Reporting in Pembroke Pines, I'm Laura Rodriguez, NBC6 News. Okay. Uh, let me put you on the spot. Spencer, what do you, uh, what do you think when you uh, hear that story? I am just shocked. Like, I could see rising costs and all that, but mm-hmm. not being able to attend the meeting, that has okay. to be an issue. That 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 uh, there uh, is a, a a concern when you hear hear some of those things, and that's what I want to talk about, folks. Today is I want us to take a look and dissect this story, take a look at what was being proclaimed by uh, some of the people that were being quick to be interviewed, but then what also was it that the reporter also stated? Uh, was happening too, and you get a different side of the story. We're going to talk about this, the chaos outside the Pembroke Pine Homeowners Association meeting. But let's take a break right now. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280 The Patriot. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan broadcasting to you each week from the CIT studios. Before we get back to uh, the chaos happening at Century Village, a homeowners association in Pembroke Pines, uh, Florida, I'd like to take a moment uh, to uh, give a shout-out to another great sponsor of our show. And that would be Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors to provide you with affordable, quality home exterior solutions. It's backed by expert craftsmanship and installation to ensure a lasting performance. With over 20-plus years of experience, why not call the company that both HOA boards and association managers trust. That name, Extreme Exteriors. The number to call, 651-237-0745. Also, before we get back uh, to our story, let's take a minute to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, 
and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on Membership. Now I've got to ask again, uh, Spencer, because we're talking about uh, our our shows playing during uh, the Minnesota State Fair. You said pork chop on a stick, one of your favorites. Um, Do you go out of your way for any really weird food? Uh, Every once in a while, something will kind of pull me in that direction, but nothing... I haven't. I've heard that they're the new food this year. I haven't seen all of them, yeah. but from people have been telling me they are intrigued to say the best of uh, the new food creations that they do. But I mean, if I walk past it, I'll give it that you know, maybe if, you know. But I'm not going to like if you're inspired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, dill pickles seem to be a big deal now. I, I was looking at some of the new foods, and they have one that's called that is a Dill pickle cheese curd taco. So it's a taco with dill pickle and cheese curd. Okay, that sounds uh, interesting. Uh, Dill pickle again with dill pickle ice cream. Mini donut ice cream. That might be okay. Here's another dill pickle thing. A new fluffy dill pickle and banana cream pie donut. That would not do it for me. No, that would be a pass. Uh, how about a buffalo chicken donut? I would nibble it. I would go half on somebody with Okay, it. all right. Uh, there's hot dish on a stick and spam curds. I think I might try spam curds. Well, anyway, folks, if uh, you're on your way to the State Fair, uh, thanks for dropping by and uh, listening to uh, Where You Live. Uh, we're talking about a story that uh, uh, took place just a week ago or so at uh, Century Village in Pembroke Pines in Florida. And uh, we're told that it's a senior community skyrocketing HOA assessments. People were not allowed to attend the HOA board meeting. There's chaos, tempers flare, an elderly person flung by a big bodyguard like a rag doll. Is this really going on? Uh, what's, what is... Uh, what is it like at Century Village? Well, I did some digging, and uh, Century Village at, P- at Pembroke Pines has been a very much sought-after retirement community where people have lived there in Florida for years. Uh, the uh, Century Village was developed and built between the years of 1975 and 1995, so a 20-year period. Um, Pembroke Pines is just about 12 miles North, uh, approximately, from uh, the city of Miami. At Century Village, Pembroke Pines, they have, get this, 7,700 homes with over 9,300 people living there in that specific HOA. Think about that. That's a pretty large community. Put that in perspective, Century Village, if it were a city in Minnesota, would be the, uh, there would only be 101 cities larger 
than Century Village. Century Village, if it were a city in Minnesota, would be larger than 88% of all cities and towns in our state. And uh, they have uh, quite a bit to uh, offer there. The amenities include a golf course, tennis and pickleball courts, over 23 indoor and outdoor pools. They have a 900-seat ballroom. They have a clubhouse where the board meeting was, over 135 square, 135,000 square feet can accommodate just over 900 people. At uh, Century Village, they have their own movie theater, a library, uh, bike, uh, uh, bicycle courts. Uh, they've got a spa, restaurants. And uh, it's interesting, the per, ac- uh, per capita income of people living there is about 34700 a year. The median price of homes are between the mid to upper $200,000 range. So, for example, if you wanted a one-bedroom condo, you could spend anywhere between one hundred and fifty-five to 235000 For a two-bedroom, anywhere between two hundred and sixty-five to 339000 So they're moderately priced homes. And, of course, there are homes that go higher than that, too. And so there was chaos going on, and uh, we're told that uh, there was this huge increase that was taking place. So the question to ask is, what what were the reasons, or what was the reason for this large increase? What's interesting, what you don't hear a lot of times is uh, when there is a news story, um, You'll see the news story in writing, and then afterwards, uh, most news agencies uh, also have uh, responses that people have on Twitter (laughs) on what they think of uh, what took place here. Over 84 people had responded in less than a week about this story. Uh, What were the reasons for this large increase? And uh, let me read just a few of those for you. Um, when you hear some of these reasons that people are going to give you why there was this large increase, it's either going to make you laugh at how ridiculous people are, or it's going to make you cry because of the ignorance of people. Already? So I, I just picked just a few of the best ones. Well, the first one that came that I thought was interesting, uh, someone wrote and said, Everyone voting for DeSantis, this is a wake-up call. The GOP, the Republicans, they run, they have run the state with handouts and indulgences to insurance companies and utilities. So this person is saying, uh, specifically, DeSantis is at fault. Republicans are at fault. Well, what was the next one right below it? Here's what it said. Pembroke Pines is in Broward County. Broward County is a strong liberal area with over 64% people who vote Democrat. They run the county and are the reason for high costs. So we have one person who said Republicans are at fault. This other person said Democrats are at fault. 
And then, not to be outdone, uh, another group that uh, can't go without being mentioned, someone said, whoever made this decision to raise assessments, I say find out where these people live and protest there. They are stealing your money. Well, let's take a look at that. So they're saying the board is at fault because people that will make decisions into entering into contracts for the services needed for an HOA are the people that were elected and serve on the board of directors. But they said they are stealing money. So they were saying that uh, all of this extra money was going into the pockets of people on the board. Um, that's not true. The other thing to remember, everybody that's on the board is a member of an HOA, just like everybody else, and they're paying these same high fees as well. There must be a reason. There's got to be something else that's going on. So what was the real reason? We'll talk about that after these messages. So don't go away. We'll be back with more Where You Live after this. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Uh, welcome back. Uh, yeah, the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, can anybody in Minnesota uh, deny that this is nothing less but the very best state fair in the entire United States? Um, it has been going around for a long time. Uh, I've been talking to uh, uh, my producer today, Spencer. You've, you're a big fair goer. Um, do you know uh, when the first year was for the first Minnesota State Fair? That is a great question. I am going to say early 1900s. I'm going to have to give it probably 1924. Give it a okay. Um, and do you know when Minnesota became a state? 1876? 1858. 1858, okay. Yeah, that's when it became a state. First time they ever had a state fair 1859. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's only been six years that Minnesota's not had a state fair. I'll give you the years and tell me if you can guess why. 1861, 1862, no state fairs. That is a good question. I can't think of why it would be in the 60s. Uh, uh, the 1860s, uh, early 1861, 62, oh, okay. because of the, the Civil War. There you go. Yeah, okay. Give yourself a, Yay. a ding, ding, ding. Okay. Uh, 1893, there was no uh, Minnesota State Fair. Um, any guesses why? I'd say some sort of disaster. Uh, good. Uh, for people in Minnesota, they uh, considered it uh the uh, in Chicago they were having the World Exposition, so there was scheduling conflicts. People went mm, there. Okay. Uh, Nineteen forty-five was a year they didn't have it. What would have that been because of World War Two? 
World War II. And uh, there were traveling restrictions because there was gas rationing and other things. The 1946 was a polio epidemic. And uh, another year, 2020. COVID. COVID. There you go. Those are the reasons why no state fair. But there is one going uh, and just ripping away here this year in uh, in Minnesota. And uh, if you're listening to our show, maybe you're on our way there. Uh, for uh, those uh, of you that uh, are listening, I want to say thank you. Appreciate uh, you dropping by every week. Please remember that if... Uh, our, uh, if you ever miss our show on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m., there's always an additional airing of Where You Live, Sundays at 5 p.m. here on The Patriot. So we're talking about the Century Villages at Pembroke Pines, and uh, they were having huge uh, assessment increases. We're told that there was a board meeting and people weren't allowed to come in. What was the real reason? What was going on? Uh, other than what other people were saying, it's the Democrats' fault, it's the Republicans' fault, it's the board's fault. What was the real reason? Well, it's the soaring costs of insurance premiums to insure a homeowners association. With all of the hurricanes that have gone on, the weather and uh, the destruction to property, uh, the this particular... HOA, who've had monthly assessments between the six dollars to $700 a month range. Remember, it's for a lot of uh, amenities, right? We talked about that. Golf course, tennis court, pickleball courts, 23 pools, restaurants, ballroom, movie theater, library, clubhouse, over 135,000 square feet. Um, they've got a lot uh, going on there. Plus, um, everybody living in an association, um, some of their utilities are included in that cost, too. Uh, the use of water um, is uh, something that uh, is uh, shared. Uh, some of the other utilities for electricity in the common areas, okay? So uh, there is a lot, but we are told that insurance has gotten to a place of go going out of control and that instead of paying six to $700 a month, for their monthly assessments, there was going to be about a 43% increase, and they're going to be paying almost $1,000. Uh, and, you know, uh, remember, there were a couple people that were interviewed uh, during this story that we heard. And just remember, folks, when one person is claiming something in front of a camera, that does not necessarily make the statement truthful, Okay. Were emotions high here uh, in Pembroke Pines? You bet they were. One man stated, uh, I remember he said, he said an elderly man was picked up and tossed like a rag doll. But it's interesting what was said a little bit more calmly and uh, later in the story was that uh, local police were there. There were over 12. And they said... There were no instances of violence that they saw while they were there. And it's important to note, no one has... So, 
uh, interesting what this guy thinks uh, he saw. Uh, there was one woman, remember, she claimed, she said, um, it's crowded outside here because, she said, they don't allow nobody to go inside. You remember that? And it was kind of, and, and you begin to hear and go, people weren't allowed to go inside. And then you find out, as I did the research, they have a 135,000 square foot clubhouse that can accommodate 900 people. And what? They wouldn't let people go inside? Why didn't they allow those people outside to go inside? Again, what they don't tell you uh, at that same moment, but a little bit later on in the story, the police were summoned out to the property because they already had 900 people in the clubhouse. They, the clubhouse was full. It was unsafe for anybody else to enter. And yet people wanted to continue to push themselves and just march in. This was not an uncaring board of directors. This was not being done because um, uh, because uh, they didn't care. They were stealing um, money, okay? The board had been thoughtful in my, in my mind. They sent out a mailing. Uh, to every homeowner in the uh, in that association, and remember, over nine thousand three hundred people live in this association, and they sent out a mailing saying, "We're, we're in a predicament. We're going to have increased insurance costs." And they said, "We want to encourage people to attend, uh, but a lot of people wanted to attend a lot more than the clubhouse could even accommodate." But that's not really what was being uh, uh, pushed with uh, the media. They wanted to make it sound like it was an uncaring board and they were just closing the doors and uh, people didn't care and people were being uh, uh, bodily harmed and yet the police were saying nothing like that happened. But insurance costs are and will continue to be one of the big ticket items, folks, that a lot of HOAs are going to have to deal with. And not just HOAs, but everybody who owns a home, okay? And that's not just in Florida. Florida's had a lot of hurricanes and a lot of properties hit. But guess what? It's the same with Minnesota. You can count on it. In Minnesota, it's not a hurricane but it's wind and hail. And, uh, you know, uh, what uh, it makes reminds me of is that uh, we need to, as uh, professionals in uh, management of homeowner associations, we need to continually be bringing up to uh, homeowners more than once a year. Not only when the insurance uh, premiums uh, come due, but then again at the uh, annual meeting and to remind everybody that uh, if you want to have the full coverage that you need for you to even be able to afford costs for uh, replacement of homes with a, an HOA, there is a very large deductible and you need to be prepared to have that picked up with your HO6 policy that you have, okay? 
And um, it's not just for wind and hail and uh, storm events. Another big thing in Minnesota with uh, the certain age of some homes, it's aluminum wiring. And uh, their insurance companies say, hey, we found that there's aluminum wiring here, and uh, that could be a cause of greater fires, and that means we're going to have to pay out more in insurance than we would for other homes that don't have that. So uh, some... Insurance companies are not insuring because of that. But the uh, thing to remember here is, please remember, this is for all real estate, not just homeowner associations, single-family homes, multi-housing, rental property, commercial property. These kinds of increases are huge and happening to them as well. And that is also another reason why uh, rent prices are going up and through the roof, too. There's no way to avoid it, okay? Can you prepare? Well, yes. A a couple of things that come to mind with a story like this, if you're with an HOA, folks. um, Don't wait until 30, 45 days before the renewal of your policy. Call your agent now. Begin to have some conversations, some meaningful conversations. Maybe have them pulled in at a, at a, a board meeting uh, before and ask them uh, what premium uh, increases are rising to. Uh, here's something. Ask, are there things that we can do to lower costs? It could be perhaps in uh, sharing the liability with uh, even higher deductibles. Perhaps there are certain things in maintenance in replacement, in uh, additions that can be uh, that can take place, um, that would uh, where insurance companies are saying we're not going to insure you, but now we will. Take a look at that. If insurance costs are really going through the roof and are beginning to cost a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars more, maybe it is the time to take a look at the cost of uh, putting in and retrofitting. Um, Uh, fire sprinkling suppression systems in the the units. Maybe it is in taking care of yanking out the aluminum wiring and putting in uh, copper wiring. That's going to uh, cost a lot, but so is even trying to get insurance. But whatever you do in thinking of a story like this, just don't blame it on the Democrats or the Republicans or an evil board just raking in and making all this money. Well, let's take another break. Don't go away. We've got one more segment. Next, there are new fresh rights for Minnesota renters because of this last legislative session. What's going on? We'll report about that after these messages. I guess like Mount Everest cause it's there and I can't miss it and God forbid I've been going since I was a kid that sort of flashy way trashy my Minnesota State Fair you're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan that's right it, it is uh, always uh, something when there's the start of the Minnesota State Fair and that's happening now this uh, first weekend and also kind of sad because it's always 
sort of uh, the uh, last hurrah of a great summer. Hope you've had a great summer. Appreciate you stopping by and listening as you do on Saturdays here on AM 1280 The Patriot. For our show, this is Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting to you each week from the CIT studios, also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. Got to have uh, just a couple more Minnesota State Fairfax, uh, Spencer. Um, Do you know what the Minnesota State Fairgrounds was before it was the Minnesota State Fair? I don't. I don't. Uh, That's an interesting fact there. I would like to know what that was. It was a farm, but not only a farm. It was specifically one of the poor farms. Have you heard of people going to the poor farm? You know, there are games uh, that talked about going to the poor farm. But a no, lot of I've people never don't heard know that. what that is. Yeah. You haven't heard that. Okay, well, um, in uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s, um, uh, government in action with people who were uh, uh, who were didn't have a place uh, to live and people fell below the poverty line, um, what they had is uh, there were uh, counties that established a poor farm. A person could go and live there. They would have to work on this communal farm, but then that allowed them to be able to have three squares of food a day and be taken care of, and that yet the, it was uh, supplying for a, a business, and they were kind of key uh, paying for their own keep uh, until they could get back on their uh, feet again. And this was a poor farm that uh, was uh, then... Uh, changed over, changed hands to the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. So uh, that's uh, the start of the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. It was originally a farm. Um, But, folks, uh, we've got more to cover here. We've got, uh, as I mentioned, uh, some major changes taking place in Minnesota in landlord-tenant laws. And I wanted to just uh, begin taking a look at what uh, some uh, some of the issues, some of the things that are going on. This was a very big year when it comes to the uh, Minnesota legislature. Uh, we're told it's the year of what uh, people are heralding as the great trifecta. And what, what that means is uh, uh, one party came in, uh, was in complete control of the governorship, of the state senate and the state house of representatives, and uh, that was the Democratic Party, and um, and when uh, that happens, when there is a great trifecta with either side, that's usually uh, followed by that particular party um, not really interested in looking at the compromise. Uh, and just wanting to just push through a lot of things that have been um, things on their mind for years. And that's what took place. There were, they said, a huge amount of bills passed, an inordinate amount because of this great trifecta. One of the areas really hit uh, that is uh, landlord renter rights. This is from a story from NPR News from August 18th. Uh, uh, they were uh, talking to uh, one of the chief sponsors of 
these landlord-renter laws. Uh, she's a state representative. Her name is uh, Esther Habaje. Uh, uh, and uh, what she was quoted as saying was, she said, these laws, what this does is set the groundwork for us in Minnesota, listen to this, to ensure that people are living in dignified homes. Rental advo- advocacy groups like uh, Homeline, uh, they had uh, a quote from the, their director, Eric Haug, who said, these are extremely comprehensive changes. These laws will impact every renter, every landlord in the state of Minnesota. My question is, does that ever really happen? When you create a law, you hear that all the time, and I hear that as a property manager, people on the board will say, we need uh, more rules and regulations at our association because that will get people acting the way we want them to. Does that is that true? You create a law, that means everybody's now going to act that way? Uh, when you create a law, does it ensure that nothing bad ever happens again? We have laws against murder. Does that mean there are no murders that take place? We have laws about not speeding in your car. Does that mean that there are no speeding that ever takes place? Yet a lot of politicians want to uh, use that as uh, their um, a photo op to say, look what I've done. I've made sure that this will never happen again. And it's unrealistic, and they're making statements that just aren't true. Uh, could it be that uh, there's a more realistic approach to look at? Uh, there was a quote in this article by NPR as well. Um, I'm sorry, not by NPR, but another uh, uh, article by MinPost, and they quoted... Uh, Cecil Smith, who's the president and CEO of Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, when talking about these laws, uh, he commented about the amendments to the landlord-tenant law. And he said this. He said, there are some things that were passed this year that codify best practices that good operators already do in their business. I think he had a much more realistic approach because he said bad operators, bad landlords, however, will always do bad things. They will ignore the law. So just having the law does not ensure that things are going to necessarily change. So with that in mind, what are some of the things we can take a look at? There is a lot here, and I think we'll probably have to go on. Uh, next week. But let me talk about just one or two things that we might have time for that I think are significant. Uh, one of the those areas uh, has to do with changes in the eviction process. One of the things that's changed with this major legislation, it says 
minor crimes by tenants uh, is something that rental property owners cannot lead to evict or penalize someone for. So they gave the example a minor crime, a misdemeanor crime, uh, is something like trespassing. So you can't evict a person. You cannot... um, uh, you cannot deny a person uh, rent on the basis of minor crimes. Well, what are other misdemeanor crimes that I think people would be interested in? Well, here's one, indecent exposure. How about this one, burglary? How about a terroristic threat? How about vandalism? How about assault? All misdemeanors, all minor crimes. Are these important to you? Could it be that a landlord who has to allow someone in because they can't take a look at their um, background report and use that as a, a way of determining whether they live next to you and your children? Does that have a concern for you? Yes. There's this and so much more. What we don't have much more of is time on the show today to go over this. So let's put a pin in it. Let's talk about this next week. Some major changes happening in renter-landlord law. It's all the time we have for this week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I look forward to having you join me here next week on Where You Live. three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.